every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. <laughs> what? I feel like a young no one. Right to us. We're very friendly. Much love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your co-host, Jeremy Altshul, and thank you guys for joining us here on Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. I have a special treat today. Making their podcasting debut, coming through the minor, minor league system here. Gabe, would you like to say hello to everybody? Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm glad to be with you, uh, here with you today. I'm filling in for Matt, so we'll see how it goes. I'm the infamous Gabriel who's been brought up on the podcast many times. Gabe has been brought up many, many times, whether it's negative or positive. Uh, the last time anybody would have heard from him was during the, M- I think it was the NBA draft thingy that we did here when we were taking live calls. Uh, you called in, it was going in and out a little bit. <laughs> You're struggling. You, you called me the next day kind of complaining about it. Um, but really happy to have Gabe here with us today. I was about to call, him, call you Gibbs. Um like he said, he is filling in for Maddie today. Maddie's not able to make it, but it's all right. The show continues. So, first piece of news we have. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So, the first piece of news, J.J. Watt today has met with the Texas Texans owners, and they were able to agree on a release of his contract. So, now that he's a free agent, where do you see him ending up? Or what do you think could actually happen? Do you think this was a good move for him? Do you have any opinions on it? Uh, I want to say that a, ch- a change of scenery will maybe be probably good for him. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not too big of an NFL guy, but um, I did get a notification today. I am a Cowboy fan, and I did see that Demarcus Lawrence is recruiting J.J. Watt to come to the Cowboys, so hopefully something happens there. That would be interesting for, to see him stay in Texas. Um, you never kind of talked a couple of times about him. You sent me a video a while ago. Do you remember the video? Where he was talking to Sean Watson and said sorry for wasting one of your years. Yeah. Uh, so when I look at this kind of stuff, and I look at the kind of career he's had and the player on magnitude he is, right? Great player, probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. Was one of the de- best defensive uh, players for about... His last decade is amazing, but he's had a lot of injuries. So I'd say in a f- five, six-year span, probably the best so now for him to go out there and have a chance to win a Super Bowl, I think it's really exciting for him. To me, money is not going to be the issue. I don't see him saying, I need this much money in order to play. I can see him taking a low-ball contract, one-year, two-year deal, whatever it might be, to go out and try to win. If I'm not mistaken, he's already over 30 years old. He's had back surgery. His arm is all jacked up. That's why he wears like 50 braces. I could see him ending up here in Los Angeles, pairing up with Aaron Donald. How does that sound to you? Uh, that would be pretty pretty wild to have that those that duo. Um, I I just think I, he seems like a great guy. I just really want to see him win a title. So if he could do that with the Rams, that'd be great. I think it would be great here because Aaron Donald and him. I think I was looking up some stat are the most like double teamed guys coming off the line like in the league. So at this point, something has to go right. You can't double team both of them. One of them is eventually going to get through. And their pass rush would be absolutely amazing. Even though they already had Brockers, uh, Leonard Floyd last year popped. 
you know, there's so many things that go into it, but that'd be a hell of a front four, right? So I think that's part of the front four. But if he doesn't go there, I don't know where else I could see him going. Uh, Super Bowl contender, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in Tampa, um, teaming up with Tom Brady and that monstrous defense. Uh, was it Shaquille Barrett? I think it is. That was leading them in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be a great spot for him. Could you think of anywhere else that maybe has Super Bowl aspirations? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure. Um, I would say he he still has. I still I think he still has a lot of a lot in the tank to go. So really, where, yeah, I feel like wherever he goes, he he'll, he's gonna he's gonna make an impact. I think he's gonna make an impact regardless where he goes. Um, maybe he'll pair up with Russell Wilson, not in Seattle, but where he can get traded. So I have here that. Russell Wilson is looking to get moved or he's just unhappy with the way Seattle has kind of handled their situation. I don't have the exact number, but he has been the most sacked quarterback since entering the league. So he's complaining about that O-line and is looking for a change of scenery or they need to upgrade it. One of the two. Seattle has come out and reports are stating that management's not very happy with him at all. Like They're just upset and they might be willing to trade him and move him around. So I have here according to PFF, the top 10 offensive lines. Okay? And I'm going to go ahead and give them to you. You tell me where to stop with on an idea that makes sense. So, number one, the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say no. Would you agree? No, Baker Mayfield's their guy. Yeah, I would say no. Um, I think the Browns are all, all over the place with the quarterbacks, but I don't really see them uh, moving away from Baker. I don't see him moving away from Baker. You'd obviously have to include Baker. Um, he's taken steps and grown over the past few years. He makes great commercials. I lo- I think his progressive is the, the one where he's living at the stadium. I love those. But if he's not going there, the Packers don't make sense because of Aaron Rodgers. That was the number two team. The Rams, who went out and got their quarterback, but they're in the same division. So I don't think a trade would be there. Patriots seem to be the interesting one to me. Patriots with Cam Newton went 7-9 and nine last season. So almost 500 with a quarterback that threw more interceptions than touchdowns. I think he had more rushing touchdowns than he had throwing touchdowns. So getting an MVP caliber quarterback for them, I think would make a huge, huge difference and allow them to make the playoff, playoffs. John uh, John Daniels, I think it is, is the offensive coordinator, has been pretty good over the years. I think it's McDaniels. But he's been really good over the years, paired up with Tom Brady. They have Super Bowls. I think him and Russell could actually link up and do something special out there. Division, I don't want to say it's wide open because you had the Bills coming off, I think it was 12 wins. Dolphins coming off with 10 wins. The Jets suck. And who's that fourth team? Who's the fourth team? It doesn't matter because I can't even remember. That means they're not that good. But I, I like the idea of the Patriots. Does that make sense to you? Um, I mean, it, it could happen. They're not they're not in too deep yet with a cam. So if they want to reset, they they could. Um, for me, I'm looking. You have a couple more teams down the line. I'm we thinking do. Uh, thinking maybe some other teams would be better. All right. So next team is the Buck the Buccaneers. Your Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady not happening. These next three teams seem plausible the team i like the most is the new orleans saints i think that could be really big um if drew Brees retires 
Do they have a package to offer? Not sure. Not positive. Um, I think they want like three first-round picks and some defensive guys. But they are going to need a quarterback of some kind. I don't know if Jameis Winston is the guy that they'd want. I don't even think he's under contract, but my assumption would be like a sign-and-trade type of thing there. You have the Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers just retired. I want to say Jacoby Brissett is still in the roster, so there's a quarterback vacancy there. And then the Washington football team. Still nameless. But they don't have a quarterback, really. Out of those three, which one do you like the most? So for me, I like the Saints the most. Um, I know the Colts have the vacancy as well. So um, I would like to see them maybe go to the Saints. I feel like since they have the weapons, I don't know if they would be able to put something together. Yeah, could um, you imagine him throwing to Michael Thomas? All you have to do is throw the ball somewhere in the vicinity, automatic catch. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be a lot better situation for him, but... You know, we'll see if they could get something together. Not only that, I, I don't know exactly the number, but it feels like the past friggin' decade. They've been in the playoffs. They've been in the hunt for that Super Bowl. They won the first one, but haven't been able to go back and do it again. So this may put them over a healthy Russell Wilson that's a little... I don't know if he's a better passer than Drew Brees, but he allows more with his feet. He's able to bring more into the game, which is very similar to... You look confused. You okay? I'm falling. I got you. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, no. I lost his name. Very similar to the utility quarterback they were using. The guy that runs and throws it. Oh, my God. No. No. Do you know who I'm talking? Oh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Very similar to Taysom Hill. Obviously, he's better than Taysom Hill. But he's able to give you that package other than the blocking. So, I think that could work out there. Last two teams. That round out the top 10, 49ers, they need a quarterback, but I don't think there's any chance in hell. Seattle trades with the 49ers. Again, same division. Doesn't make sense to go out and see Wilson two times a year. And then you have the Bills, Josh Allen, MVP candidate. No need there. But what I was thinking about is when I said I could see J.J. ending up where Russell goes, is the Saints. He adds a little bit more oomph to that D-line. They get the quarterback that they need. They can go make the run. I don't know if he's a Patriots guy. I don't know if he's a Belichick guy. Maybe. I don't know. Because a lot of rumors have been going on about Belichick and people wanting to play with him, not wanting to play with him, showing up to New England, not to play with Belichick or for Belichick, but instead to play with Tom Brady. I think it's so many, so many possibilities. And I hope, I hope J.J. Watts gets traded in the next, or signs in the next week or so, just so I can come on here and say, I told you guys he was going to the Rams. Um, oh, you know what? We forgot our random question. We forgot. Uh, I, I'll I'll think of one while we're continuing. I on. also didn't ask you how you're doing today. So how are you? You did today? not ask me how. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, we start off with a random question. Maddie usually asks me how I'm doing. I get to insert my merchandise right there with my phenomenal uh, slogan. Would you say slogan? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would say. Slogan. I don't. I don't think it's a trademark, but. Just like my little tagline that I'm feeling phenomenal. I didn't get to use it. Don't forget, guys, you can get your phenomenal merchandise at goingdeepwithmatthewandjamie.com. That's at goingdeepwithmatthewandjamie.com. Get your phenomenal merchandise. I'm actually working on another one. Uh, We'll see how that one turns out, but you can do that. But moving over to the baseball side of things. You're a Dodger guy. I'm a Dodger guy. Trevor Bauer, what does that mean to you? You know, I'm going to be honest, I've, I haven't really been a big uh, Trevor Bauer guy. 
Um, I think because I'm a Dodger fan, I didn't really get to see him too much um, when he was over there in Cleveland. Um, I saw what happened to him with the um, with the drone, so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then he was in, he was on the red, so you know he he pitched pretty good against the Dodgers when he when he pitched. Um, I mean, I I think it's good for us. I think for me, it was more of a move to keep up with San Diego. I think you kind of want to do a little bit more to defend that title. Um, but I think it's a good move for the Dodgers for sure. We're, we're definitely better now. No, I think so too. I think they're a lot better now. Not actually. Let me rephrase that. They're not a lot better, but they it isn't upgrade a substantial upgrade from who could have been the fifth guy in david price tony gonsolin dustin may i to me i would say trevor bauer is probably a little bit better now is he does he have the potential as a dustin may not sure yet not sure what that's going to be um the thing that i like the move like i said i like the move dodgers have been able to be analytical yet old school which i think mixes very well for uh bauer but he is a 390 ERA guy career-wise. Yes, he was amazing last year. I think he's had one other where he just was great all season for the Indians. Does that worry you at all that he hasn't had um, a long, like longevity of being great rather than being like a three guy? One of the things I do like about him is he, he does have that strikeout stuff. Um, I think it's like nine point eight Ks per nine. Yeah, so I think that's good. I don't think the ERA stuff really, really scares me. Um, I think we have depth, so we could always pull him out if if he if he's not doing too good early. Um, but I would say I I think it's a good pickup. Um, for me, I think what what kind of the bad part is 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 it takes a lot from the young guys. So I think where we could have saw Julio a lot more this year. Dustin May. Tony oh my Bonsley. god! I didn't even mention Julio for the fifth. I think that's where it's kind of going to hurt us a little bit. But I mean, we did get better, so it's never a bad thing to have too much pitching. No, there's never a bad thing, especially going back. It's supposed to be 162 for the season. Guys are coming off a 60 game season. I'm not sure what the COVID protocols are going to be this year, so maybe it's a little harder to ramp up. So having seven, eight starters is probably good. For the team and the organization going forward. What I think would actually be pretty interesting. I don't know if it would work out though. Because you have so many dominant starters. Or so many great talented starters. What would you think of a six man rotation? Do you think that's that's something that could actually work? Because I think you'll keep Kershaw fresher. Bueller's coming off of a blister issue. Bauer just wants to pitch every four days or some, something like that. So we'll see if he's up for it. Tony Gonsolin, uh, you have David Price. Didn't pitch last year, so it should be fresher, but maybe a little bit harder on the body. Then you put in Julio, Gonsolin, May, whatever it is, to tie that up. What do you think of a six-man? Um, you know, I definitely think it's going to help. I don't think Kershaw's a 30-game starter anymore. Maybe he's probably going to be a little bit closer to 25, uh, between 25 and 30. Um, so I think it helps them. and also helps David Price. Um, I, I'm sure Trevor Bauer... I don't think he's going to be okay with the six-man rotation. No, I don't think so. He's going to still want his... I, I, has anything come out about him still wanting his fourth day? I haven't seen anything. Have you? Um, like every four days? No, but short rest? I, I know when he joined, he said one of the one of the things that um, attracted him to the Dodgers was they were willing to work with some of his ideas. So I'm not I'm not really sure what he... he I was. wonder how much of that is driveline and stuff and like analytical-wise because if I'm not mistaken, last year Kershaw and Kenley, both who are guys that velocity dropped, were struggling to pitch, went to drive line, 
Kershaw looked great this year. Kenley was like half on, half off. So do you think it's something like that, or do you think he was hinting at a four-game uh, starting pace? Pace? Is that what I'm looking for? Uh, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I don't think Andrew Friedman would be too crazy about you know him pitching every third, fourth day. I don't think that's something Andrew Friedman would be interested in doing, but you know who knows with them. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um, there's more news here in Tinseltown, though. Dodgers made two trades today. They weren't blockbusters. But there are moves uh, that made make some people kind of scratch their head about, and some other people are like, "Hey, this is actually a pretty solid mood go, going going." I'm sorry, going forward, right? So first trade: Adam Kolarik and Cody Thomas have been sent to the Oakland A's for third baseman Sheldon. I want to say Noose and Gus Gus Varland, right-handed pitcher Gus Varland. What do you make on that? You, you know, I'm not too sure. Um, personally, I like Dylan Florimo more, but I could see I feel like we have an abundance of righties. Um, Lefty-wise, I'm not really too sure what we still have um, in the system. Um, maybe Julio goes back into the, the bullpen, which is why you get rid of another lefty, but um, I'm not really too sure with, with with what we picked up. But, you know, the Dodgers are you know famous for those low-key low pickups, so I'm sure with, with whatever we got, it might be a good package. They've, they've done pretty solid trading with Oakland. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the very last trade, but um, recently they acquired Rich Hill, Josh Reddick. The Rich Hill part of that work, the Josh Reddick part, ended up being a crybaby here in L.A. about getting booed because he didn't want to freaking show out. Um, before that, a guy that you have met and talked to on different occasions, kind of a low-key trade, Andre Ethier was part of that. Yes. Um, so I think they have a good trade relationship. I actually like the deal. Adam Kolarik, to me, is a left-handed specialist, and a day and age where you have to pitch three batters minimum makes it a little bit harder for him to be as effective. Although, last season, I think he was like .94 ERA or something like that, something crazy. Cody Thomas, number 30 prospect for the Dodgers, moving over. The thing that I kind of like here is that the Dodgers were able to trade these two guys for the number eight, and I think it's the number 22 prospects from the A's organization. Um... Sheldon has been known to kind of be able to move around different places, third base, second base, left field. He is blocked by Matt Chapman right now, so he was expendable, and I understand why. Uh, his first stint in 2019, he hit 250 with seven RBIs and in 56 at-bats. 2020, he didn't get any time, uh, which was a little surprising seeing that Chapman went down. However, this is how it played out. Uh, Gus Varlin, he only has 18 minor league games in his career, but he has a 154 ERA and 77 Ks. Which I think is interesting. I think they're going here for depth. 100% depth. Remember, uh, Geeky has signed with Boston. He's no longer here. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Noose is a right-handed hitter as well. So it makes up for that a little bit. Because I'm expecting McKinstry to come in and be a left-handed Geeky. So now you have two depth guys that you can move around. Dodgers MO. Versatility now, right? Since Friedman took over, who can play where? You can play in more positions. That's the the better you are. Um, so I think I like it from that standpoint. The other trade you kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, Dylan Floro has been moved to the Marlins for um, Alex, oh, Alexa, Alex Vasia and Kyle Hurt. Uh, Dylan Floro had a huge, absolutely huge strikeout in the World Series of Randy Orozarena, the guy that was hitting bombs all freaking postseason. How does this make you feel? 
you know, I, I think I was a little bit more attached to Floro. I think he had a really good stretches for the Dodgers. So I think that hurts us a little bit. Um, I don't like the idea of getting rid of him, but um, I just feel like we have a lot of a lot of arms in the pen, especially a lot of righties. So well, don't I'm not f- too worried about it. Um, with the return of Morrow and uh, oh, Caler- not Caleric, um, Kalaric, right? Is it Kalaric? The guy was a starter. The Tim Kalaric. I think it's Tim Kalaric. I'm not too sure. Kalaric? Nope. It's something like that. Um, he'll be returning this year. The Dodgers also brought in Corey Nebel. That's a big move. So there's a, an abundance of righties, right? You still have Canley. Pedro left, though. Something t- is telling me, though, that these trades are leading up to something else. Because all three guys, if I'm not mistaken, were on the 40-man roster. The only one that's getting added from this group that I know of right now is Sheldon Noose. Two spots open. Josh Spores was already released in order to bring on Trevor Bauer. I have a feeling something's coming. Do you, do you kind of get like sense that clearing up these two forty man spots? I mean, we did pick up a couple prospects, so that's kind of a good sign. Um, you could always package that and send that somewhere. Um, I know we're, we're we're we have a need at third base, so you know maybe there's some potential there. But um, I for sure think you know we we uh, I think our, our prospects, even though we do have a lot of prospects, we're also getting some some stuff back. So I think that's good for us. You know, kind of just replenish what we've lost. Well, um, according to ESPN, the Dodgers have like now like the seventeenth best farm system. That's only because a lot of these guys graduated to actual major leaguers, so it's always good to replenish it. Uh, just a little bit on the two guys that they did get from Miami. Kyle Hurt is a fifth round pick in twenty twenty. He had a three seventy one uh, ERA in a short NCAA season, so he wasn't too bad there. Moving over, I believe Alex Vasia is a, um, I'm sorry, is a relief pitcher. Struggles a little bit, got hit hit around. However, he was dominant in the minors. And the thing that really stands out about him, no, he's not a freaking flamethrower, but he has an extremely high spin rate, and they're expecting that to kind of play into his off-speed pitches. Even the fastball at a high, high rotation, we've talked about it a lot here. It's rotating. It looks like it's not falling, right? That's those rising fastballs that actually aren't rising but staying level mm-hmm. for a longer period of time. And that could be something that really stands out for him going forward. And the Dodgers have been great with pitching. Absolutely great. And maybe they make this into something bigger than what Flora was. But I've been a Flora fan since the beginning. Since he first came over here and was on that dominant stretch where he didn't like allow any runners for 50 million innings. And then last season, actually, I was telling Matt, Matt, this, guy, this guy's got to be the closer. Matt's like, no, I think it's Blake. It's Blake. I'm like, I don't know about Blake, man. Blake's back and forth right now. It's got to be Floro because Floro's been the most consistent. But you know, Maddie, you don't like to listen to me. He <laughs> yeah. never listens. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, you still have Gatterall. Uh, Dude, I didn't even mention him. You still got the bazooka throwing it at 105. You didn't. You didn't mention a couple guys. You didn't mention Joe Kelly. We, Joe we, have, a, Kelly, we have a lot of guys in the, in the bullpen right now. The arms are there, rocked and ready to look. What is it? Locked and ready to load? No, rocked and ready to go. <laughs> I'm not even, I don't even know. You know exactly what I'm saying. But anyways, regardless of that. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. There it is. That's the arms. The bullpen arms are locked and loaded. Dude, I'm really excited for this season. But everything I just told you is boom or bust now, right? If you don't win the World Series, the whole season is for not. Because you go out and you make some big splashes. and You're not winning. 
what's the point of it, right? Trevor Bauer in his interview said he came here to be first. He's tired of being second. Second at UCLA. Rotation-wise, and I think they finished second in the College World Series. Second with the Indians, and yada, 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 yada. And winless with the Reds. Yeah, I mean, well, hopefully we're still in contention. Um, I think a lot of times you see that uh, World Series hangover. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, no, they, you're right. They really got to be locked in because that World Series hangover is a real thing. Look at the Cubs. They're still hungover from like 10 years ago. The Red Sox, I feel like every time they win, they have a... Oh, they're awful. Yeah, they're the worst team year. ever after winning a World Series. I don't know why, but they are the worst team ever. Um, however, there's some more news going on in the MLB world. Mark Melanson is heading to San Diego. You talked about San Diego making some big moves early on on Snell and Darvish. I actually like this one. I think it's an under-the-radar move. 35 years old. Has pitched pretty well no matter where he's been. He was the closer right from previously for Atlanta. Coming over to San Diego might be the closer there because no more Kirby Yates. Remember that. Do you like it for them as in uh, competition-wise? Because I know you're not a Padres guy. But do you think this move actually helps them? Because if I'm not mistaken, their bullpen was pretty weak last year. Yeah, I think they had a – well, Kirby Yates was a big big guy for them. Um, Mark Melanson, I think it's a, it's a decent pickup. Um, he's not what he used to be. Um, when he was with the the Pirates and where did he go after that? Pirates, the Nationals. Nationals, he was pretty good too. Sucked with the Giants. Yeah, signed a big deal with the Giants and didn't work out. But I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people are ju- are jumping on that uh, San Diego ship right now. San but- San Diego's rocking, man. San Diego's got a good squad. Um, I don't know if it was on here or if I said it somewhere else, but uh, I have San Diego winning two division titles within the next decade. I think, I think, well, if that's for sure possible um, with what they have. Um, I think as far as next year, I think the Dodgers have how many division champ division uh They're like on twenty in a, in a row. I think it's eight. Yeah, eight so until you I t- until you really beat them, I, I don't really think you could say okay. You can say anything, but yeah. I think they are they're definitely World Series contenders though, correct? Yeah, for sure. World Series contenders, um just probably gonna be the most competitive the NL West has been in quite a minute. Um I talked back a couple years ago, uh when the Dodgers brought back Matt Camp, what is that twenty 20- 19, Matt Kemp was an all-star, or was that 2018, whatever it was. Um, and the Dodgers kind of low in the standings, and it was Arizona and Colorado, and then eventually they fell off. Dodgers winning 163, blah, 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 blah. That, to me, was pretty competitive to a certain degree. I think the Dodgers are always the better team, just really struggled getting it going early on. But right here, this is where I feel like the Dodgers finally have like an even competition. Yeah, I would say even at the top, I I would say definitely the division's very top heavy with San Diego and um and the Dodgers. Um, you know, the Diamondbacks, they're they're usually in the middle of the pack. I don't I don't know. They'll probably really, be in the 80, 80, 81 and eighty one kind of realm. Yeah, really really same for the Rockies. Um the Giants are kinda in rebuild mode, so it's hard to say, but for sure I don't think anyone's really gonna contend with the Padres or the Dodgers. Um, whoever doesn't win the division is probably gonna be the wild card seeding. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be the first wild card team. Um I really like this move. I like this move. It's going to upgrade the bullpen. And we'll just have to see how it goes going forward. Last piece of news. The Boston Red Sox traded one of their young bright stars in Andrew Benatendi to the Kansas City Royals for like five players to be named later and uh, Franchi Cordero. I think one of them is Alberto Mondesi. I think Alberto Mondesi was in the deal. Not positive, though. And uh, the Royals traded Khalil Lee to the Mets for another player to be named and Josh Winalki. Is going to the Red Sox. A lot of people are being moved around here. 
What do you think of Boston kind of offloading him? To me, that that's really a weird one. Because um, he's a younger guy. I think he's like 26, 27. Yeah, he could hit too. Um, I think it's weird that Kansas City is the one to pick him up. Right? Yeah, they're not really. They're not competitive. Yeah, so I thought maybe that's weird. Um, maybe they're trying to flip him, but who knows? I think I would have wanted him to see Andrew Penitenti somewhere else. I think he's a very good player. Uh, maybe just the the Red Sox aren't really. He's not a part of their their window. I feel like they're they're a couple years out still. The Red Sox. Well, right now is the best time to be in a rebuild mode to me. Yeah. Because the Dodgers are the powerhouse in the West or in the National League, and you have the Yankees. Tampa Bay is great. The White Sox are up and coming. There's a lot of teams in the AL that have have real World Series aspirations. So if there's a time to be down low and suck, this is the time we build the organization, get the picks. Thing is, to me, Benintendi was young enough that I think you could keep him. I just wish he would have gone to a team trying to win. However, I don't know what his true value is other than youth and his past because I think the last two years he's really struggled hitting the 250, 260 range. Home runs have never been a real thing with him. I think he's topped out like at 23, 24, whatever it is. So it should be interesting. I just don't like it when I see a big market team doing it just because it's like I understand the little teams doing it because they a lot of times they don't have the money and the ability to go out and do their sign the names. Kansas City is never going to sign a big free agent. Straight up. Unless they played with you for 10 years, they're like, okay, I'll come back. They're never going to sign a big name. So when you're a big name like that, I think it's really hard for you to be like, we're rebuilding for like the fifth time in the past decade. That's the only issue I have with it. You have the money. You have the ability. Go out there and contend. Division's a little strong with the Rays, the Yankees. Blue Jays are pretty good now. I like the Blue Jays. So I kind of understand it, but still it's just like a... To me, if I was in Boston, it would be a slap in the face. I mean, I don't think it'd get any worse. I mean, last year they traded Mookie Betts, so... Oh, yeah, that was a big one. That's even worse to me. Um, but I for sure Boston Boston's really right now. He's they're one of the bottom feeders with the Orioles. So oh, you put them down there with the Orioles. <laughs> I mean, they're they're obviously better than the Orioles, but the they're, Orioles. They're, they're the bottom two teams in the East. Do you think you have to move Xander at this point? I think maybe. I mean, he's a little bit older, also. Um, they got they got some pretty pretty good young guys over there. I mean, they they just got Alex Verdugo. Kike's probably going to fill in. I don't really understand the Kike signing if they're going to start trading away their middle aged guys like Andrew Benintendi. Um, I think they're close in age, him and Kike. So I feel like that's a, that's a little bit of a weird move. But um, I don't know. Maybe they thought um, Andrew Benatendi's reached his ceiling for sure. I don't think he's he's done yet. I feel like he has a little bit to grow. No, I mean, he's under 30 years old, right? Yeah. Technically, prime isn't till 30. Your 30-year season probably is your best season or should be one of your best seasons. Um, I don't know. It's a little uncomfortable for me to see it. Wish they were going out there making better moves. I, I kind of just want to see Benintendi on a contender. That would have made me a little happier. But you have a little tie to Boston. And I've never been sure why. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, one of your all-time favorite players is Dustin Pedroia. He is retired from the game. So really quick, what did Dustin Pedroia mean to you? Oh, I think for sure. Um, so he came up in 2006, 2007. 2007 is when he won his... Uh, MVP. The MVP. So yeah. he's probably up in 06, right? Because he won Rookie of the Year, I think. Yeah, so I was probably 10, 11. I think for me, that's when I was really falling in love with baseball. Um, back then, there was a couple small guys, but he was kind of the small guy to be playing baseball. So he's like 5'8". Um, that was before like the Jose Altuve's and the who else is another smaller guy? Um, 
Well, we had Jeff Fry on here. He's a smaller guy. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. But he, he's not Dustin Pedroia level. <laughs> For me, I think he played with a lot of um, a lot of confidence and, and a lot of flair. Um, he was a big media guy, so he talked a lot. Um, I, I just like that for me to to be a smaller guy com- coming with a lot of confidence. I think that was a bit different for me. Um, I I'm like a smaller guy, so I you think are. I yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, that's what really something I um, I really liked about him. Um, I just like the way he played with passion, he played with, he played hard. So for sure, I think for me, um, definitely probably my favorite player. Like seeing growing up, he's in a. Is that your all time favorite? I, I would say I think just that connection and then during the time when I started really getting into baseball, that's when he was, you know, really coming up. So I feel like just the timing and then uh, seeing how he played that, that's what really uh, makes it uh, makes him a, a tough one for me that he's retiring. I know, buddy. I know. I know you were sad about it. Um, quick little story. I was actually in Boston watching uh, Red Sox, Astros, and, you know, I was just roaming around the town and across the street from it they or on the same street as Fenway. Like, everybody is freaking there. There's vendors, this, this, and that. It's like a freaking party on the street. So I go into the store. I'm walking around. And it has, like, on top, it says, like, Clubhouse. It's like Clubhouse merchandise or whatever it is. I'm like, looks cool. They have it gated up. Must be something cool in there, right? So I go. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, they have stuff inside from inside the Clubhouse. So, like, sign this, sign that ball, whatever it might be. Now I'm walking around, and they have, like, lockers set up. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, they show the locker and whatnot. And then, like, they start having prices next to all the items in the locker room. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I I don't know what – I don't know if I was looking for it or if I just happened to find it. But I'm like, Dustin Pedroia's, like, um, locker room plate. I'm like, that is pretty cool to me. It wasn't signed or anything. But I'm like, that's a cool gift. And right away, boop, the Gibbs pops in my head. I'm like, got to get that and bring it home for him. Did I tell you I was bringing it home before? You didn't. You kind of just brought it. it. It's actually in my room. It's underneath my TV. Um, I think they might have got you. I don't know if that's the actual locker room. No, that's uh, the actual one. I know. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> in my head, it is. I appreciate the gift. So that's all that matters. <laughs> in my head, it's the actual one. Um, we're actually wrapping up here on episode number 55. Before we head out, though, I do have a random question for you. Are you ready for it? Let's hear you it. You finally partake in it. I'm excited about so, this segment. <laughs> I, I know you always like them. In this this question is a little different, but in the past, people were buried with items they would need in the afterlife. What would you want buried with you so you could use it in the afterlife? Well, that's a weird. That's, that's a, a weird, weird one. That's a random one for you, man. To use in the afterlife? Correct. I have no idea. That's a tough question. Dude, you yeah. got nothing? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Some people would be like, bring need? me my PlayStation. Bring. I need a TV. I need this. I need that. You have nothing. Ooh, okay, so you know I'm a big TV watcher. I, yeah, I don't. You really, don't stop watching. Yeah, TV. I don't. I don't really play. I'm not a. I didn't really grow up on video games. I mean, I had like the Wii. I played the PlayStation Two. I played a lot of like. I don't know if if y'all are familiar with Ratchet and Clank. That was my game. Oh my god, that was my game back in the day on on PS Two. So you love that one and Mario Super Sluggers. Yeah, <laughs> I do love me some uh, Mario Super Sluggers. <laughs> if anyone wants to play, I'm down. Um, I think for me, it, it for sure have to be my TV. I love I love watching TV like Netflix. Um. On what is CNW? I've been watching All American. CW. CW. My bad. My bad. You see, I just watch. I just go for the shows. I'm not there for the network. I'm there for the. <laughs> um, what's that? Jersey Shore. They're, obviously, the remake's not as good as the regular. I watched when Jersey Shore was on. I was in high school, so I used to watch Jersey Shore all the time. So I'm watching the what is it? The it's Family the, Vacation now. That's what it's called. Whatever it is. Yeah. I've been well, watching that. It's not as good, but it's cool. I'll still watch it once in a while. 
I, I like them. I, I rock with Pauly D and Vinny. I think they're hilarious. Um, is that the only item you'd bring? You just make sure you brought your TV, your smart TV? I mean, it's got to come It can't even like, be a regular TV. It's got to be your... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's got to be smart. It's got to uh, be like your freaking 55-inch OLED LG. Has all the tools and bells or bells and whistles. I don't know if I... Do I need to bring cable with me? Because is it going to have the channels? Oh, you would need Wi-Fi I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sure that stuff's that, going to be there. I got to assume that Wi-Fi would be That's there. That's a weird question. I, I'm kind of... I wish are you are you stumped? No, I'm not stumped. I mean, that's a weird. I feel like that's so surface level, you know. Oh, my I God. I wanted something deep, but it's okay. You so. have nothing deep. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not a very deep guy. All right, let me let me ask you. So let me ask you the same question. What would you bring? Um, first, I'm gonna start off with my sign, Nomar Garcia Para rookie card. Okay, I, don't I gotta know, take sir. that I don't with really me. See why you would need that, but okay. I just need it with me for good luck. <laughs> okay. Second, probably need my phone. I'll take a phone with me. I would, I would, I was I gonna I say that to, as well. I think I have to take. You gonna phone. make calls? I'm gonna haunt you. Well, would you need the phone? Yeah, I gotta call it. Call in the service. Hey, call can I go down in. and haunt today? Um, ah, man, I take my phone. Take, take that. You know what? I have um in my room. I actually have a scrapbook, of, like <laughs> photos. Like, are you gonna all, forget all your times? So you just want? No, I just want to bring the photos because it's it means something. This is deep. I'm a deep guy. I'm going to ask you something. So what? For, for some of the listeners who don't know, I've known Jeremy since I was about like 10 years old. Um, am I in <laughs> any any part of that scrapbook that you have? You are. Okay, then. You're actually in there. You take that. You're in there. I think Maddie's in there at some point. Okay. Um, Benny. Literally anybody who's been around within like the past 10 years. You got Cassie in there? Cassie's in there. Shout out Cassie. That's my first shout out on the. There you go. You'd be like, Maddie, give 50 shout outs real quick. <laughs> Don't hey, don't clown. <laughs> Shout out Maddie. Don't clown. <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't think of anything else I would take with me. I think I just really need the phone, the phone, the card for my good luck. Maybe my dog. <laughs> You're gonna kill your dog and take him with you? I'm. What am I gonna do? I don't know, but maybe <laughs> your your dog wasn't good enough to meet you there. I mean, I guess I could wait, but what am I supposed to be? You know what? Maybe bring some games. You know. Play uh, with okay. Okay. I'm also taking my PlayStation. Okay, I'm not going to take my PlayStation. I got to take the PlayStation with me. I'll just watch TV. I'd rather watch TV. Dude, that's all you do. I'm constantly trying to get you to play MLB The Show with us, and you never mm-hmm. want to play. I'm a busy person. You're not even busy. That's you just said I'm, all you do I'm is watch TV. That's all you... That's why... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell, tell the listener oh, something. So I was actually one of the first person... Jeremy people? came, yeah, first people that came, Jeremy came, and he's like, hey, I have this idea for the show, and I was kind of... <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to have the time. I feel like... You weren't even doing a do damn it. thing. You weren't doing anything at the time. You were being a freaking crap. No, I don't want to go on the show. I don't know what to say. Okay, I feel like we're getting sidetracked. Let's get back back in the zone. Yeah, here. you see, now that it all comes <laughs> out. This is supposed to be a, all... a shorter show, so let's go ahead and... Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up, guys. Thank you for joining us. Episode 55. You can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are streamed. Check us out on our new website, Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy, where you can find all of our merchandise. And really quick shout out to all our affiliates, um, Mother Hemp, Fresh Clean Teas, Rays. I think that's about it. Make sure you guys get your products. Use promo code going deep with Matthew and Jeremy. Gabe, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Hopefully Maddie's back soon so you can stop feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you for having me. It's been cool. All right, everybody. That's the end of the episode. Much love. Much love.